Couchet and good evening, everyone. This is John Lasher with Partners in Health, Sierra Leone. Today is Friday, April 10th. Uh, today, the country recorded its eighth confirmed coronavirus case. Uh, this was another traveler uh, coming into the country who had been in self-isolation. Today, we're gonna to be talking with Amadou Berry, our Director of Operations, and Vicki Reed, our Director of Nursing, both of whom are in Kono. Uh, they're going to be talking a little bit about our operations and uh, our preparedness at Wellbody and KGH. Hope everyone had a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. Your experience... Hello? Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Sorry, Amadou. Thank you. I was on mute and talking. I'm not very good at operating a microphone and a phone at the same time. One question to you, Amadou. Do you feel... The experience during the Ebola outbreak has has helped you prepare for this, and do you feel like we're more prepared now? And if so, why? For Ebo- doing Ebola, like all like the pillars that we are currently operating under, that's like the case management, the social mob, like all those pillars like we are created doing Ebola. And for now, like I feel like comfortable that I'll be able like to talk through all those uh, pillars and make sure like what we are doing currently is in line is in line with what we are doing doing Ebola. So uh supporting like case management and also like uh, the social mobilization and I think um what we learn doing Ebola is easily like implemented during this coronavirus. And uh, in terms of like uh, how like the staff in general are like prepared I would say most of like the operation staff worked during Ebola and with that experience that they have in terms of like responding to supplies or making sure like uh, people are not like uh, gathered in one place. I think all of them like are aware of like uh, what we, what that will contribute in, uh, in responding to uh, uh, a situation like this. So I think um, we are more than prepared now as we uh, we are like doing Ebola. Can you talk a little bit about the operations response, providing support to the clinical team? I'll start with uh, I'll start with staff ops. Um, for the admin team, we are like uh, staff operations. The office for now is closed to only we only allow like essential workers to come at the office. Essential workers can be like a finance team because they therefore like make some payments for attend to the patients then and uh also like the procurement team because they therefore do some they therefore respond some to procurement requests. So we only limit the office for now to like the fleets, the um finance and uh, the procurement team. So for talk about like um, the support way the admin helps the gig, one is then they make sure say they keep the office and the guest houses clean. Although we don't reduce the number of people that way they can work and work because um we only limit them for come and can do some cleaning and go back home. Uh that now one. And uh, secondly, um, the generator attendants when they come in for can make sure say like then key light and also like then go back to the station at KGH when I for color and for freedom the generator attendants when they come to the office then they in the office 
and attend to like in case we get any light problem and also like the guest houses in Freetown and uh, Laka and uh, Kisimenta. So all is in here to attendance and all these sites and the book to ensure see, like we get 24-hour electricity. That now for staff ops. And uh, I go to the, the fleet team. The fleet, I want to tell them thank you for like, the response with NG doing like a three days lockdown. I believe, say, like for Connor, we definitely not only reach your staff them, but also the KJ staff and the PHU staff, they were in there around Koilu. I want to say thank you to the fleet team for that incredible work we didn't do. But in as much as like they do good, we can get some challenges because with the amount of vehicles we've been getting our streets, and for attend to over 150 staff, it's been really, really, really challenging. But notwithstanding that, we try for like see how best we will try for like uh, put some system in place moving forward. We know we get them can challenge them. Mark the work on a district Kwedu uh, city mapping system where I would identify like a pickup point for pick staff them for work. We encourage we staff them to please use the PIH vehicles for work instead of like a private vehicle. We vehicles and will go right around the town at Kwedu and pick up staff them for work. We let me encourage we staff them to use that facility instead of the use like a private means. For Freetown, we vehicle they go round and pick like the essential staff. For example, the one when they go EOC meeting and the finance and procurement team and also like uh, the generator attendant team. And they pick them kind of the office and also care them go back after work. So that's the fleet they do that. And we get also the fleet get like two standby ambulances. We get ambulance that Freetown and we get ambulance that corner. We possibly go access to the, the line then we don't already share. If we reach like the clinician, you call them line and day, and the clinician will know what for the in case like the for need for refer you, the clinician will get in contact with you. So now we don't try for like streamline all like the referral system. For any referral from corner for go for it on to pass through the key or Dr. Mata, we get approval before like we we allow a vehicle for left corner for go Freetown. Likewise, Freetown too. For any file from Freetown to corner for either go to Vicky or go to Dr. Mata for approval. Then uh, also, like, uh, we flip the make sure, say, we all know, say, like, right now, for no other season, the guest houses, the water well, and all the other, and make sure, say, then dispatch a vehicle way to make sure, say, all the guest houses now for no get water. And uh, also, then deploy one vehicle at the warehouse to make sure say, the supply chain continue for work because um, we clinician and rely on like, the warehouse for giving like, supplies to the Kwedu government hospital. So a vehicle assigned to the warehouse will make sure say, supplies from the warehouse will reach the hospital and well body as quickly as possible. Then if I can talk about like the warehouse and supply chain, um, the warehouse remain open. We get uh, um, ready. We like man the lead right now. The response by the warehouse. In case you want to make a request from the warehouse, please keep ready and copy. And uh, with all clinical supplies, before get approval from Doctor Mata or Vicky, because uh, we want to make sure say the few resources we we'll get we use them wisely. 
and also for all operation stuff, we were we were requests from the warehouse if I get approval from me. So na so we don't do the warehouse, and now uh, we don't share all like what we get in terms of PPE. We don't put a list together. We don't share with all the police clinicians. For looking to and see what thing what we get for the warehouse and who shall we will come in in case that is not like enough. We get the supply chain and uh, uh, procurement team also in a free town where they work and make sure say all supplies from free town the Thursday supply chain vehicle continue for run for come upline for so for every Thursday for every Thursday we vehicle the left free town and come corner with supplies and return back Friday. So for fleet also that for end day the weekend short to level we regularly get every Wednesday and Friday direct trip to Freetown and Sunday short to trip. For now we don't put our on gold. We know they get them trips then day. And uh, we encourage the staff that like, for stay one place, not to only like the PI vehicle, but also like for make you stop for now for use like a public transport for go Freetown and back. Whenever like uh, the situation come to uh, to normalcy, we will resume back we weekly shuttles. Um, the last one uh, on security, we security and they continue for work, uh, Freetown and Kono and all that we facilitate the way with the support. We encourage all the staff that if you go to like any of the facilities, please make make sure see you wash your hand before you access the facility. And for the office, the only way the candidate for can work in our office, we get the office closed for now, and you only open to a limited number of people. If you want to come at the office, we get the book where the security get where you sign in and sign out in case like you want to use the facility in our office. But we encourage as much as possible to make people and not come at the offices. Thank, thanks, Amadou. Thank you. Um, so, Vicky, if you could talk a little bit about. Um, the situation at Koidu Government Hospital and the isolation unit there, and if you can comment on the isolation space at Wellbody too, that would be that'd be great. Um, so I'll start at Wellbody. We, um, I believe, it was on the twenty sixth um, of last month. I had gone down to Wellbody and kind of assessed their isolation space, which was not quite ready. But we had made sure we got the room cleaned. There's a cot there. There's a sheet there. It's a couple of the bed. Um, the staff has been trained. We've provided all of the PPE that is needed. Um, we've gone over the workflow on how our patients need to be segregated and screened, triage and segregated from the other staff. Um, so I think Wellbody's space is up, is good to go for right now. Um, as far as KGH is concerned, um, our main focus has been on triage and also the isolation space. Um, We've developed the protocol for the triage area, how patients are going to be triaged. We've discussed this with hospital management, you know, the Matron, Sister Teresa and MS were part of the process um, to change the way we triage patients going forward. The biggest concern is that all of the staff, PIH and the hospital volunteers, use that triage to sign in. So there's a lot of traffic of um, employees in and out of that triage room, which we're trying to talk about maintaining social distancing. That's not possible. The process I'm going to implement as 
as far as our staff is concerned is have a sign-in book for each department where they can sign it so they go to their units or departments and they can just sign in in the book in their departments rather than the general sign-in book at the triage so i think once all of that traffic has been eliminated then we'll be able to start implementing our process so the process is going to be where we have one screener as patients come in the hospital um, they get their temperatures checked at the gate um, and then we have a screener who's going to be dressed in partial PPE which is a face mask, a face shield, and a pair of gloves. And basically, we have screening questions that were developed by Dr. Patino and myself about what their symptoms are, what they come into the hospital for. So anybody with respiratory symptoms is directed to the side of the hospital, um, to another triage area. They wait there, and then those with non-respiratory symptoms are triaged in the front. So the screener will basically, the patients come through the gate, they get their temperature checked, and then they come meet the screener. The screener will have a uh, partial PPE, which is a, a mask, a face shield, and a pair of gloves. They'll um, basically interview the patient about why the patient is at the hospital. If there's any sort of respiratory symptoms in addition to a fever, those patients will be directed to the side of the hospital where there's another screener with secondary um, triage room. The patients with non-respiratory symptoms will be triaged in the front room. So for those who have respiratory symptoms, um, they will go through the ComCare system, which has already had built into it um, screening questions for COVID. So we'll basically ask about the patient's travel history, any contacts with travelers, um, if they have symptoms you know, such as coughing, shortness of breath, and based on the response to those questions, the screening would either be positive or negative. If it's a positive screen, then Dr. Martha Athena will be called. She will come and assess that patient in that secondary triage room. Um, she comes and also puts some PPE, which we already have at the triage already waiting for her. Um, she will assess the patient and then make the determination on whether or not this patient meets the case definition and it would need to be isolated. If the patient meets the case definition, Dr. Patino would escort the patient to our isolation unit. Once the patient is isolated in the isolated in the isolation unit, um, Patino will contact the ITC team and the medical superintendent. The medical superintendent will contact the surveillance team. The surveillance team will send somebody to the hospital to interview the patient, get information about contact, and they also sort of make a determination on whether or not the patient meets, you know, the case definition and would need to have specimen collected. Um, yesterday, we decided, you know, since we're trying to use our PPE rationally, if Dr. Patino and myself or Dr. Patino and the nurse are already in the room assessing the patient, and then after the um, surveillance team contacts the lab, all the lab needs to is just pick up that specimen that's already been collected and it's already going through the cold chain process. So that's the process specimen collection is concerned. Yeah, we've gone through a lot of training with the nurses already. Um, I've also, you know, gone through training with our, with the PIH nurses. Um, right now we have the one room set up for isolation. But we've already put a bed and mattress in the second room, you know, just in case we have more than one cases that need to be isolated. 
Thanks, Vicki. Just a, a couple of questions. So how many patients right now can be isolated at KGH and at Wellbody? Um, for Wellbody 1 and for KGH 2. Okay. So what would happen just in terms of our response if five people showed up at KGH with signs and symptoms of COVID? So we've also decided that if um, there's more than one, more than two people, the, the district is trying to get a central, centralized isolation um, unit. So for that centralized isolation unit, these will be patients who are suspected and do not need hospitalization. Um, they've located a, a place at, not too far from Dorma. I think there's like a something sort of institute next to Dorma. Um, at last check, the all they said they needed were about 10 beds to use for that facility, and then they could start using it as a isolation, um, a centralized isolation unit. Until then, we also have plan B for our isolation unit. The, um, the isolation unit is capable of holding up to 24 patients. The, the hospital, even within the hospital, you know, you dress up, you know, we were transferring the patients from the triage to the um, isolation unit and you and full PPE and people are running, I mean, people are running away <laughs> in the hospital. So now we've decided there's really no need if you're outside in an, in an open space transplant patient, all you need is, you know, mask, face shield, gloves. When, when people see you dressed in full PPE, they're scared. But right now, the female ward has 15 bed capacity. There's only five patients there right now. The female surgical ward has capacity of 10 beds. There's only two patients there right now. Um, Wellbody has also expressed the same thing that their numbers have reduced significantly. Um, so that's, that's the situation we find ourselves in. Well, thank you, Vicki. Um, thanks for everything you're doing and the clinical team. Um, to prepare and to keep um, to keep patient care happening at both Wellbody and at KGH, um, I really appreciate your time. Thank you, John.